Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes, another week of NRL news floating about and the implications it has on the Supercoach season. We're going to get straight into those. Ryan Selvich here once again joined by Tommy Hudson. Tommy, um, another big week as we say, the news cycle, it never sleeps in rugby league and some news close to your heart on the uh, Canberra Raiders front. Of course, a mad Raiders fan you are and not good news it was. No, disappointing start to the year for the uh, green machine this year. Obviously, Corey Harrier and Ira and Corey Horse were both... uh some off-field indiscretions, drink driving. I don't know how that's happened to both of them. It's pretty bad look for the club. But in terms of our super coach, it's quite a blow as well. As Corey Harawira Naira was expected to replace Johnny Bateman on that uh, on that edge for Canberra. Just having a look here at this Raiders lineup and the squad list, and uh, obviously stacked for depth in the forward lineup. But a lot of these players, you think, generally are middle type players. So how do you think that uh, Ricky Stewart overcomes the loss of? Uh, how are we and I on that edge? Yeah, it's the biggest question for our squad going into the year now. Um, people are mentioning Joe Tarpany or Hudson Young as the two leading contenders, and I probably agree with that. They are the two who first come to mind. I'd personally go with Hudson Young, and I think that's how Ricky will go. Joe Tarpany was really good in the middle last year. I don't think he'll want to lose his, his efforts through the middle, so I think he'll give Hudson Young a chance on that edge. And he was scoring pretty well last year, even when not given starting roles. So with a starting role, he could look to be a potential decent buy this year. Yeah, yeah looking at uh, Hudson Young here, just his statistics, not necessarily his price, but uh, 42 base last year. And again, you mentioned they're often starting, but sometimes off the bench as well. Uh, scores well, points per minute, just under one. And he averaged 58 minutes last year, sometimes off the bench, as we say. So if he's to, I guess, start in a role on that edge, then he might even be able to lift those numbers. Yeah, exactly right. I suppose the only... Well, the negative of this is that Corey Harrier and Ira was 300k and Hudson Young's nearly 500k. So you are, using, you are losing a lot of value there. So whether or not this is still like a theory we can explore, the, bait, the Bateman replacement, I don't know. There might be better options out there now. Of course, uh, Captain Josh Hodgson returning this year off an ACL injury. Uh, we actually put up his 
uh, line or a predicted line on our Instagram story. We wanted to get the thoughts and the the feelings of our fans and followers, how they thought Josh Hodgson would go returning from that injury, as we say. We saw at times in 2019, Josh move from that uh, dummy half roll onto an edge or playing through the middle as a running type player. Do you think that's an option for Ricky Stewart once Tom Starling comes onto the field? Because Starling himself was electric last season. Yeah, I think time will tell with that one. I think early in the season, as Hodgson is still coming back to full fitness after missing a lot of time out of the game sort of thing with injury, I think that uh, Starling will just be a straight swap for Hodgson, so I'll just have a rest. But maybe uh, later in the year, as he gets more fit and he's willing to play 80 minutes, and Ricky will obviously want to bring Starling on at the back end of the halves for his uh, speed and electricity out of dummy half, uh, Hodgson might have to go to that lock roll, and that could be actually a good option for Ricky. Speaking of number nines, plenty of action in the Dragons hookers ranks um, last weekend as well with Cameron McInnes, of course. He was on his way to the Sharks. Yeah, it's quite amazing. The Dragons probably the main talking point of uh, the offseason at the moment, even though they're probably not expected to be in the top eight, but we're talking a lot about them. Um, Interesting with McInnes, uh, disappointing for him, first of all, and all the potential owners of him, as I was going to be. Uh, but it does, I suppose, does it make the equation simpler for Anthony Griffin? Does McCulloch just play nine and Ben Hunt stays halfback now? Yeah, perhaps. But I think, I don't know, anyone you ask around and a lot of players, uh, a lot of super coach players, that is, they wanted to see Hunt at nine, um, you know, stack that halfback sort of slot with a player that's going to make upwards of 45, 50 tackles a game. But that won't be the case in 2021, you'd imagine. So also at the weekend, uh, I did my team reveal podcast and an article up on supercoach365.com.au as well, uh, running through my selections for the 2021 season. I know we are still a month out or at the time we were just about a month out from kickoff, but um, lo and behold, Supercoach, you put a list out or you suggest a player and literally seven minutes after the article and the podcast was posted, NRL physio had Jake Avarello out for round one. Just an absolute nightmare. Yeah, you couldn't really script that, could you? But uh, it just shows you the unpredictable nature of Supercoach. Even, even three weeks out from the year, you're pretty much having to check it every day to make amendments to your team. So it was disappointing initially, but now it looks like he might be right for round one. Are you still uh, willing to stick with him? Oh, I've had to take him out for now on the basis that, well, one, I don't know if he's going to be there, so I had to kind of cover the loss. In doing so, I had to get rid of Valentine Holmes, which I didn't want to do because I think he's going to be a class player at that center wing slot for the uh, Cowboys this year, of course, wearing their number one, or at least we think so. But I guess some good news to come with the bad, though, was the the news through from the Dragons that Jack Bird, their new signing, uh, with a centre wing eligibility on Supercoach, he's likely to start the year for the Dragons in round one, uh, playing on an edge in their back row. So some good news, and we pre- kind of predicted this in our Dragons season preview podcast. Yeah, we did. We talked about uh, Jack Bird a fair bit. I was pretty excited to see him uh, come back to the NRL. Hopefully he can stay injury-free. And for uh, for owners of Jack Bird, you'd have to think this is a positive move, him playing in the second row, likely to get more of the ball, do more in defence, so his base stats are likely to be higher. And hopefully he can stay fit, as we said, and uh, he can be a good impact for people. At that price, I think he's around $380,000. Do you think that's a bargain heading into the season in that center wing slot, considering that on paper, at least from what we've read this week, we're expecting to get a back rower playing big minutes in a crucial slot? It may well be a bargain. It's, it's hard to say because you just you haven't seen him play for so long. You really don't. He's such an unknown quantity, and his fitness is still a question mark as well. But when... We lost a back rower this week in Harawira Naira. 
in a similar price bracket. Perhaps uh, Jack Bird could be a replacement for him if you have a bit of extra cash. Uh, will you be running with Birdie this year? Yeah, I've got him in the team for now. Um, but again, I'd really love to find a way to sneak Valentine Holmes into th- this uh, lineup of mine before round one. I just think the Cowboys, it's an okay start to the year. Um, that round one fixture aside against the Panthers. And if you can get off with a or get off to a fly with Valentine Holmes there, his price, I think it can go up from that $500,000 quote. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to have him in for round one. At the moment, doesn't look like it'll be the case. But um, just jumping back to um, Jack Bird very quickly there, as we said before, we kind of had a bit of fun on our Instagram story earlier in the week and uh, floated some predicted averages or over or under averages for some certain players. Jack Bird was one of them, and 53% of uh, all votes on our story, and I can tell you there was a couple, um, they think that Bird will average more than 56.5 points come the season's end. So plenty of players, plenty of super coaches putting their faith in Bird finding some form this season. Jack Bird coming off uh, a very long layoff in terms of injury and the like. That makes him a bit of an unknown quantity as well. And I never thought I'd say this, but Cameron Smith, an unknown quantity in supercoach terms, he is. He's owned by just 1% at this point, but a picture floating around uh, on social media this week of Smith down the park training with 15 footies at his feet. Tommy, What's your thoughts on this? And we'll speak to Matty Russell from Fox League very, very soon, and he has some thoughts on what Cam will be up to in 2021. But is he done, Cam Smith? No, I don't think he's done. The whispers are getting louder and louder. I think it's just uh, a matter of weeks now before we hear an announcement about him going to the Gold Coast this year. I don't think he's going to be there in round one or probably even round five, but maybe halfway through the year, I think you'll definitely see C. Smith in the nine jersey for the Gold Coast. I love it. I just love the thought of it, and I love the. I mean, hopefully the the COVID situation can stay, uh, you know, under wraps and managed well by the people of New South Wales and uh, Victoria, Queensland, importantly so, and the borders can stay open and people can get up to the Gold Coast to see Smith play because. Uh, like when Jared Hayden returned from the NFL to the Titans, I think that that place would be rocking if C. Smith was to run out there. Yeah, it's great off the field for the Gold Coast, but also on the field, of course, uh, so much young talent there with lots of potential. All they probably lack is a bit of seniority and someone who can just take them to the next level and uh, foster all that young talent. And Cameron Smith, there's no one better in the game to do that for them. We saw a little bit of uh, footy action last weekend with the Sharks and the Dragons trial and uh, again, we get into that a little bit later on in more detail with Matt Russell. But the All-Stars fixture this week, very quickly, Tommy, uh, you must be looking forward to this one. Yeah, it was uh, as you said, it was great to see footy last week. But yeah, for me, the All-Stars weekend is the week that really, the game, sorry, that really signifies that uh, footy is back. We're only a few weeks away now from the start of the NRL season. But the All-Stars is a good uh, good curtain raiser to that. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that game. And it's not just a game of footy. You've actually got a lot of uh, quality players in the league playing in it. It's not like a tr- any other trial match. It's actually like a proper proper good hit out. So uh, I'm really keen for that one. And as we say, we were very grateful to be joined by Fox League's Matt Russell, uh, commentator, sideline expert, and a massive Supercoach fan. Very grateful to have him on. We spoke All-Stars, trial form, Cameron Smith's future, Benji Marshall at South Sydney, and a couple of cheapies for the Supercoach Black Book. Uh, here's our chat with Matt Russell. We're lucky enough to be joined by Fox League's very own Matt Russell. He's just stepped off the set at Fox Sports News, straight into the chair here at the Supercoach 365 podcast. Matty, the first ever guest, mate. They'll never take that mantle away from you. G'day, Ryan. That's an honour. The first ever guest. I was the 
there at the first morning that Fox Sports News started. I was there the other day, the first time that Andrew Voss went to air on SEN. So the first guest with you, that's fantastic. Really appreciate you giving up your time. A busy night it has been, and I think you're about to get a little bit busier. News out of the Dragons uh, via the Daily Telegraph that Ben Hunt, the halfback, has been appointed captain of this team in 2021. What do you make of that? Well, hasn't it been a big few weeks for the Dragons and not all positive, we must say, with Cam McInnes announcing his departure at the end of this season to go to Cronulla uh, with Israel Folau apparently going to parachute into the club and then all of a sudden a backflip from the Dragons means that there is no opening for Israel now. Then Cam McInnes injures his ACL as the club plays its first pre-season trial against Cronulla and he's gone for the season. He'll never play for the Red V again, you wouldn't imagine, and now... Ben Hunt to captain the Dragons and there is another storyline that has a number of offshoots he was a player who we didn't quite know where his position at the Dragons was going to be, his form at time was questionable, there were calls for uh, the coaching staff last year to move him back to the bench or out of the side completely, such was his form now he's going to be the starting half, we are told or starting in the halves and captain with no Cam McInnes, so uh, clearly what you draw from that is that Anthony Griffin is a huge Ben Hunt fan, he believes in him, he's going to give him the captaincy in hopes that that brings out his best, but um, yeah, Ben Hunt, when you hear him interviewed, when you see him talk, you are impressed with him, but his form has not been that consistently great that you look for in, in some captains at more established clubs. You mentioned there that Hooks brought... Uh, well, he's put the, the armband, the captaincy to, to Ben Hunt, but he's also brought uh, McCulloch to the club, a, a veteran. He brings another voice that the Dragons can look for. Uh, they just didn't have that in recent years. So that's another good signing by the Dragons in the wake of McInnes's injury. Well, he certainly provides some experience, doesn't he, Andrew McCulloch? He's not going to be your dynamic match-winning hooker, but he is going to play with a steady hand. You know that. You know exactly what you're going to get from Andrew. And, look, there are Dragons fans, I live in the Illawarra, saying, hang on, if we're getting Andrew McCulloch, why did we need to get rid of McInnes? Like, there is a difference in salary being paid, obviously, but when it's all said and done, is it that bigger difference that we needed to get rid of our back-to-back uh, Dragons medalist, our reigning player of the year for the last two years. So that question is being asked by Dragons fans in the Illawarra. But anyone who watched Andrew McCulloch knows that he will bring consistency, as I said, experience. And all of a sudden, isn't there a, a former Broncos flavour running through the Dragons' spine with McCulloch starting at nine? You'd imagine uh, Hunt is there in seven, maybe Norman in six with Matt Dufty in one. So there's a few former Broncos in that spine there. Don't forget Jack Bird, although his time at the Broncos was very limited. Uh, Injury got the best of Birdie, and we wish him very uh, well in 2021. Another man, another veteran who's found a new home ahead of the new season is Benji Marshall. I'm a massive Benji fan. As a lover of the game, I know you are too, and you just must be thankful, you must be grateful that Benji's not finished yet. It's amazing, isn't it? Here we are, 2021, and we can so vividly remember that flick pass in 2005, the highlights even before that, since his debut in 03, some of those goose-step magical runs upfield when he burst onto the scene, and here he is in his 19th NRL season, still able to offer something to a club and a judge as good as Wayne Bennett. So, you know, Benji Marshall, take a bow. The fact he can play for his uh, Mouldy All-Stars, Um, this weekend for the first time alongside his brother 
Jeremy Marshall King, that must be a real thrill because he has been such a motivation and such a leader for Polynesian presence in the game. The percentage of Polynesians in the game is high and only getting higher. And let's not take anything away or understate the role that Benji Marshall has played in bringing youngsters into the game, both in Australia but especially through uh New Zealand and the islands. They just adore him and with good reason. So, you know, Rugby League owes Benji Marshall uh, a great debt of gratitude because he's done so much not just to excite us fans who watch week in, week out, but inspire the next generation of kids to come along and try to be like Benji. So he won't, you would imagine, he might not get a lot of first-grade game time in 2021 uh, if not for injuries at South Sydney, but what he does at training, the experience that he lends, uh, you know, Monday through Friday there at Redfern, it will be invaluable. And clearly, uh, Wayne Bennett will be able to sleep a little bit better at night, knowing that should something go wrong with Cody Walker or Adam Reynolds um, or even in the hooking department, the playmaking role of any sort, that Benji Marshall is uh, standing by and ready to go. It's a fair luxury to have, isn't it, for, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs when you can call upon a 300-gamer in Benji Marshall uh, off the bench or from reserve grade if need be. Uh, you mentioned the All-Stars game there. That's almost been the, the signal or the, or the start of the new season. It's uh, this growing tradition, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I guess you are as well. I just get excited at this time of year about every game. I did a, a, a Cronulla St George Illawarra trial a week ago that we'll talk about in a moment, but even that was exciting just to see footy back and the all-stars game is a great way just to celebrate rugby league the result doesn't really matter the sort of performances don't really matter from from a viewing perspective you know that you're going to be excited by some fantastic athleticism it will be the case again but i don't know whether the players would say that the result doesn't really matter because Corey thompson this week told fox sports news that uh, playing in this game means more than an, an origin game would mean to him that's what the Indigenous culture means to many of the participants here. The chance to represent their people gives them such pride. And I know that the Māori All-Stars feel the same way. So uh, while some of us will watch to be excited, the participants will play with real emotion pumping through their body, and that, that can only be a good thing. Absolutely, mate. I'm just getting goosebumps as you say that. It's a bit of a shame that, I guess, two players that won't feature in that game that are so passionate and, um, you know, you mentioned character and charisma, Josh Adokar for the Indigenous All-Stars, but also Brandon Smith uh, missing for the Māori All-Stars. Um, they're unable to play due to the COVID restrictions um, out of Melbourne. So that's just, I guess, a little bit of a dampener on this one. Yeah, seven players taken out of that game because uh, the Melbourne Storm had to be part of that five-day lockdown by the Andrews government. But Ado not being there, that broad smile, that sheer speed, it is a disappointment, but make no mistake, viewers will get to see some fantastic rugby league players on Fox League, even without Ado Carr there. But I do feel sorry for them not being able to participate. Deep down, the Melbourne Sport Storm might think, well, you know what, it's, it's not that bad a thing. We, we don't have to play the heavy hand, but we don't have to risk seven players in an All-Stars exhibition event, as many would see it. So they'll um, be quite heartened by the fact their players won't be at risk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for the actual event, it, it is sad, isn't it, when you don't get to see Ado Carr Brandon Smith because you're right you were spot on right they are dead set characters of the game Brandon Smith emerges as a real character in the lead up to and fallout from last year's grand final and Adokar has been that for years now that laugh gets me every time it's iconic isn't it it rivals JT on that level of just you know it's Adokar and you know 
Yeah, you can hear him walking down the hallways from uh, from a long, long way away. You mentioned before that um, Benji Marshall has inspired many a young player. So too throughout his 400-plus NRL game career did Cameron Smith. Uh, do you have any news for us here? Can you give us the exclusive, anything breaking out of the, the Gold Coast parts? Is Cameron playing on in 2021? Ryan, I have breaking news tonight on Fox Sports News. Uh, Cameron Smith still has not announced his retirement. Oh, he has not got announced us. his retirement. So who knows? We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. We thought it would come in the week before Origin. Then we thought it would come just after Origin. Then we thought it would come before Christmas. Then we thought it would come early in the new year. It, it might never come at this rate. But he's been spotted kicking footballs on the Gold Coast, what that means, who knows, anything from mucking around with his son to regaining a little bit of fitness to play with the Titans. Uh, And then, of course, the Titans call media conferences to announce a new stadium deal and then to announce a new school um, allegiance. Each time the media goes into a frenzy thinking this is the announcement where Cam Smith is going to parachute into the Titans. It hasn't been either of that yet, and maybe it never will be either. But if I'm asked for my opinion... I would like to see Cam Smith play for the Titans. He's had 430 games at Melbourne and done it all. The, the, the story book is closed there. But what a great opportunity for an immortal in waiting, the record games holder, to go to a club that or a region that has struggled in the NRL through all its different guises. Um, it's never quite found its place in the NRL and really bedded down a culture and a reputation and a certain future. I would argue that Cam Smith playing with this team for a couple of years, even drifting into a a sort of consultancy advising role in the second year, could be enough to set the Titans up for the next 25 to 50 years. Because people would believe sponsors get on board, there's some uh, solidity there. Um, And I would like to see Cam Smith do it. Plenty of people argue with me saying, no, he should retire as a one-club player. He should retire because he's done it all. There's nothing else to achieve. But something in me would just like to see him give back to the game by helping one of the game's battling clubs by being a Titan for 12 months to 24 months. And also, I'll admit it, Ryan, I'm a little greedy. I don't want to see Cam Smith right off into the sunset. I remember watching him in 2020 and thinking, this bloke can play on. And when I watched those last few games in the season, I'm thinking to myself, a little bit like Shane Warner at the back end of his career, watch this game and enjoy it because you might not get to see him again. So from a selfish point of view, if I get to see Cam Smith run on and be a conductor, the ultimate rugby league conductor again, I'll be very happy. I just want to put this question to you and feel free to answer it in any way you want, but do you think that Smith is thinking about his legacy in the game? And, you know, say he does sign with the Titans and they finish eighth and they're bundled out first week of the finals. Is that legacy tarnished, do you think? Or is it just the fact that he's gone and you're right, he's inspired the next crop. He's turned this club into something bigger than it probably was in 2020 and years gone before. I'm really hesitant to speak for Cam Smith because I just couldn't. But I'm, I'm sure any professional athlete with any amount of pride would have to consider their legacy. You'd, you'd consider it um, a little bit in the lead up to your retirement, but a lot as you sort of weighed up what you're going to do going forward. That said, I don't know whether... Smith would think that if he plays for the Gold Coast for 12 months and they finish eighth, whether the legacy is tarnished. 
On top of that, I wonder whether the challenge, the carrot that is there, would be irresistible to go to a club that has a really good roster. I rate it possibly a top four roster. Wow. If you throw Cam Smith into that hooking role, you make it a potentially premiership winning roster. Because if you're going to finish top four, um, you're a chance of winning the title. So I certainly have the Titans in the top eight for 2021. If Cam Smith's there, I reckon they're a top four. And as soon as you're in the top four, you've got to be a premiership contender. So, yeah, that's the difference. I, I don't think that he'd be thinking, oh, I'm joining a club that might only finish eighth or maybe even, you know, outside. that. I, I think they are going to finish top eight under Holbrook with that roster, put Cam Smith in there. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to jeopardise his, uh, his, his legacy at all. Could you imagine that first week of the finals if they were to finish top four? Melbourne Storm, a perennial top four finisher. It just has the makings of a movie. And you know what? I don't know. I don't know how Cam Smith would get himself mentally right to play against Melbourne. 430 (laughs) games, uh, so many premierships and and good memories with Craig Bellamy and, and other players there. How difficult would it be running out against your former club? I, I don't know how you do it, but if anyone can, Cam Smith can. And, you know, we're, we're waxing lyrical here in February about him maybe playing on with Gold Coast. I thought we'd know by now. Um, so who knows? Who knows? Mate, uh, the super coach world waits and holds its breath because uh, he's, you know, packs a fair price. And as you'd imagine, from arguably the greatest player of all time, owned by just 1% of players at the moment. So uh, we're all sitting on and, and waiting and watching. And I guess there's no certainties in rugby league where Cameron Smith will be. We don't know. We can't say at this time. But there is one thing for certain, or at least we think so. Uh, he won't be at the Melbourne Storm. Um, their opening fixture against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, but Fox League will. We'll be there, Ryan. We'll be there for every game, every minute of every premiership game this season. Uh, and we're looking forward to it. The launch is going to be fantastic for Fox League. We've been going for a few years now in this format, and uh, I can't tell you how excited we are about covering it all again with the midweek shows from NRL 360 through to Matty John's Elements and... Um, there's any number of um, shows to keep viewers entertained, but really, come your Thursday night when the weekend starts, weekend in, weekend out, Fox League, the place where we'll have it all covered, and um, yeah, I can't wait to see it unfold again. Like Penrith, we forgot their remarkable winning streak last year to then you know, fall over at the final hurdle. Melbourne will be there again because they are Melbourne under Craig Bellamy. Wayne Bennett assembling such a strong... Uh, roster with Latrell Mitchell back in full fit flight. You know, how will the super coach go in his final year at South Sydney? We've talked about the Gold Coast Titans and how good they are on paper and how I rate them a finalist, maybe top four, if Cam Smith is there. And you can keep on going. The legion of supporters that back Parramatta and are willing that club to return to premiership status. And then at the other end of the spectrum, what's going to happen to Canterbury under Trent Barrett? Anthony Griffin comes into St George Illawarra. The Warriors, another tough season for them, but with Nathan Brown in charge. I say tough season because, again, they're starting in Australia. Who will be the big improver mm. this year? Um, who will remain at the top? And there's a, a host of clubs in the middle who are going to surprise us. There's going to be a, a surprise there. Surely West Tigers don't finish ninth again. You know, um, you can go on and on. So quite clearly, every game, every weekend is going to offer us something and we can't wait to cover it on Fox League. 
Mate, I can't wait. Before we do let you go, a couple of questions through uh, via our Instagram DMs. I'm sure you're uh, up and about on the world of social media. So we'll just quickly get to our, our fans and our followers here. Uh, one, who's the bigger loss? Is it Smith leaving the storm at the end of 2021 or Bellamy at the end of 2022? A very good question. Wow, that is a good question. I would say... Bellamy at the end of 2022 because right now they have Brandon Smith uh, ready to fill in um, at number nine and also a young up-and-comer out of the West Tigers who was there on loan. So they're going to cover Cameron Smith um, relatively ably, aren't they, with with those two uh, performers back in Melbourne colours. I don't know whether filling the breach of Craig Bellamy after his reign at Melbourne will be as easy. Let's face it, probably impossible. So I'll go the biggest loss will be Craig Bellamy at the end of his season. Probably about the only time Cameron Smith's finished second in anything. Uh, <laughs> another one here through, um, who, who can you see uh, outside back standing up this year? Nothaluma and, and Stephen Crichton emerged last year. Is there anyone that you think can maybe uh, match their skills or their talents, their output this season? No, I think that Stephen Crichton was absolutely sensational last year. I, I, I loved watching him. I often sat sideline at Penrith or, or called, Stephen Crichton's performances and just an athlete. I watched him and I always thought it's like watching a bloke on the start line of the 100-metre final at the Olympics. Just every inch of him, a sprinter, an athlete, and I'm sure he's got so much improvement left in him. I'm really keen to see where his game goes uh, in 2021. And, you know, you go across every club and say there's there's an exciting young backline member there but for me Stephen Crichton was just uh, I I loved watching him last year and I'll I'll do it again in 2021. Yeah he was on the cusp of uh, origin selection at the end of last year and I dare say that come June or July in 2021 uh, Stephen Crichton wouldn't look out of place in sky blue and one more question here before we finish up do your thoughts on Luke Keary wearing the number seven next to Lachlan Lamb this season? Yeah that'll be really interesting won't it because Luke Keary's been um, so good for so long and, and seems to have overcome that, that head knock scare. Um, a lot will be dependent on, on how his partners go with him there at the scrum base. But, um, yeah, Luke Keary, when I watch him, you look at him and you think, if you walk past him in the street or bumped into him in a bar, you, you wouldn't think of him being one of the supreme athletes in one of the toughest contact sports in the world uh, always got a smile on his face always holds himself on the footy field in a fearless nature and and because of that he's one of my favorite players to watch um you know Stephen Crichton for his reasons for totally other re- different reasons um you look at Luke Keary and and you know the Roosters are going to be uh really competitive and strong again I'd like to see Luke Keary have a fully fit uninterrupted season and just maintain that sort of form that he's shown us over the last few years, which, uh, yeah, it has been sublime. He's been a standout. You've been a standout tonight, Matty. Really appreciate your time. As we say, uh, you've probably got bigger and better things to worry about than uh, us little blokes down here. But uh, really, <laughs> not at all right. <laughs> really appreciate you do a great it. Job, mate. It's it's great to chat. And just before we go, what about out of that Cronulla St George Illawarra trial the other day? Yes, Luke Metcalf at the back for Cronulla. He went to Cronulla from Coffs Harbour then over to Manly and now back to Cronulla. Uh, he was really encouraging the other day. I don't know how much NRL he gets to play this year, but for a club that needs to bet down a number one, uh, Luke Metcalf gives them an option going forward over the next few years. On the other side of the page, Jaden Sullivan has long had boom raps from anyone associated with St George Illawarra. His size 
is a question or has been a question, but I watched him with Stephen Blocker-Roach. And in that first half of the trial against Cronulla, it's only a trial and it's only against players who didn't appear in a lot of NRL last year, but his kicking game was supreme. It was varied. Uh, he looked in total control. I can't remember him putting a, a foot wrong, making a mistake. And, and he looked like uh, you know a talent to be worked with in coming years at the Dragons. Jaden Sullivan, expect to see him play some more NRL in 2021. Played a couple of games uh, last year. Uh, in fact, he made his debut in round 20, sorry. He played just the one game last season. Yep. But Jaden Sullivan and Luke Metcalf, just a couple of ga- names out of that first trial of the year for Cronulla and Dragons fans to be excited about going forward. Put him in the super coach black book. A couple of cheapies there, Metcalf and Sullivan. Matty, almost remiss of us not to mention the trial. It's the reason why we got you on, but uh, got, got busy talking Benji and Cam Smith. It is easy to do. So really appreciate your time tonight, mate. Get back in the desk and uh, plenty of news to break uh, in the lead up to the season. Anytime, Ryan. It's been a pleasure, mate. Tommy, it was great to hear from Fox League's very own Matty Russell uh, then and there on the Supercoach 365 podcast. You can hear how excited he is for this All-Stars game. Uh, I know that you and I are as well. Uh, But aside that, plenty of other footy coming up this weekend, and it all starts uh, on Thursday night, actually. Uh, Tonight, you might be listening to this one on Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon. It's the Dragons and the Eels. They're going head-to-head at Cogra. We've already mentioned Jack Bird gets his first start in the Red V. Well, at least at the NRL level or the NRL trial level. But some other names here that we're looking forward to seeing this weekend as well. Yeah, Ryan, lots of talking points here for the Dragons. Uh, Andrew McCulloch. Good to see him and Dragons Cars here just shortly after joining the club. It'll be interesting to see what he has in store for us. Also, the Fangy brothers, I'm not sure if I pronounced that right at all, both going for Ewan Aiken's vacated centre spot. So it'll be good to see their Eels also with a few uh, names to watch for the future. Yeah, a couple of those names for the Eels here as we just quickly pull up this team list as it was released late on Wednesday night. Uh, Tom Opicic gets his first go. You'd think he'd play on the left side. Uh, he's pushing for a start to replace Michael Jennings. Hayes Dunster there as well. Um, keep an eye on Hayes. He's a big talent and with a big, big future. Oregon Kafusi, one of those players we tipped up in our Eels preview uh, on our website as well. So a couple of names there that we'll be keeping an eye on. Uh, the Knights and the Cessnock Goannas, they go head-to-head in what is... Really, to put it nicely, um, a watered-down Newcastle Knights team up against the fan favourites, the Cessnock Goannas. They go head-to-head at the sports ground up there. Also this weekend, uh, the Broncos versus Winner Manly Seagulls. And a look here at Tessie New, a popular super coach pick in the Broncos centres. Yeah, well, this will be very interesting. This trial uh, probably has the most star power of all the trials aside from the All-Stars this weekend. You mentioned Tessie New. We also have... Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. and Matt Lodge both starting in the front row. So it'll be interesting to see how they're going ahead of the season. And in a throwback to 2011, Albert Kelly, the former Cronulla Shark, the former Gold Coast Titan, he's back in the NRL system. Uh, He'll wear the Broncos number seven. So uh, almost a forgotten name, but he went over to Hull and he did some good things in the English Super League, but he gets his chance here with the Broncos. And who knows, if there's some injuries up there for Kevy Walters, he might get a run later in the season. We've already spoken about the Gold Coast Titans a little bit on this podcast, but uh, Tanner Boyd, he wears the number seven for the Titans. Um, we've only seen him really at the NRL level playing at a dummy half, but um, a natural half is Tanner, Jay Whitbread, Bo Firmer and Sam Stone, uh, amongst other NRL regulars. The Roosters and the Tigers, they meet at Kirkham Oval in Camden on Saturday night. And Tommy, a first look at Joseph Suwali, one of the most popular names going around in 
a super coach sense, but also out of media interest over the off-season. So a good look to see here what the youngster can do. Yeah, absolutely. Really exciting this. Um, I'm sure lots of South fans won't be too keen to watch this game for the uh, Suwali factor, but all the Roosters and Tigers fans will be very excited to watch him. It's out at uh, Camden in Western Sydney, so there's sure to be like a fair few people go out and uh, support this game. Uh, just on the Roosters, while we're talking about them, today uh, Trent Robertson announced uh, Luke Keary is expected to play halfback this year and Lachlan Lamb has won the race to uh, partner him in the halves ahead of Sam Walker. Yeah, and that news for Sam Walker owners, and I know there's plenty out there. I'm one of them. Um, not what you really want to hear, but probably what we came to expect in terms of uh, Lamb getting the jump on Walker. Uh, Keary in the seven, I like it. I think he's been playing that role even at times while Cooper Cronk was in the team, of course, that grand final appearance, um, Kiri was the predominant playmaker. He was last year as well uh, in Cronk's retirement. Um, he wears the number seven now. He plays like that anyway. Lachlan Lamb, dual eligible, uh, five-eighth hooker option, brings his stocks. I think it lifts his um, super coach relevance maybe a little bit more because he's going to be more creative, less onus on guiding this team around. He can look up and play what he sees, and we all know that he is a very good player in the making. Rounding out the weekend's action will be the South Sydney Rabbitohs up against a Group 20 Invitational side in Griffith. So they're going to all parts of South Sydney Rabbitohs. Look at the team list here. Stephen Masters and Tautau Monga in the centres. Scrolling through here, it is a very, uh, a very young team. Again, uh, not too much to speak of here from the Rabbitohs. No, not a lot. I'm sure it'll be good for uh, their fans, I guess, to see the players that they would see in the reserve grade side on a weekly basis. But as a general rugby league uh, follower, there's not a lot of names there really to get excited about. But it's still good to see some footy being played this weekend. Exactly right, Tommy. And for footy lovers like ourselves, we'll take rugby league in any format and any way we can get it. Uh, that just about wraps us up. Of course, uh, there's more trials coming up this weekend, and then I think there's maybe one more weekend of trials before we have a week off. But uh, the action doesn't stop on supercoach365.com.au. Uh, we're helping our fans, our followers out with some deep dive on the position articles. Yeah, exactly right. Going through each uh, of the positions in Supercoach and working out who are the hottest contenders ahead of season 2021. Obviously, most people who are really into Supercoach Super will be aware of who the contenders are. But as you said, we'll go a really deep dive into each of them and work out who to avoid and who to go with this year. And as well as that, one thing I'm really looking forward to uh, getting stuck into with you is uh, we're going to do our own, I guess, draft day predictions. We'll do a top 20. Um, Interesting to see your thoughts here. I've got my own and uh, this might prove a little bit of a a helpful guide for people who are new to the game of draft, but also, you know, we're going to incorporate our learnings of our draft experiences over the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. We've found out the last few years how fun draft can be and we've We've got better at playing it. It can be quite tough at the start, but uh, we've really picked it up, we think, anyway, and we'll look to pass on this knowledge to other people and uh, give them an insight into our mind ahead of uh, this season and who's going to be the hottest property on draft day. Yeah, absolutely right. So, uh, as we say, can't wait to get stuck into that. Tommy, a big thank you to you. A big thank you to Matty Russell as well. Uh, We hope to keep bringing you some guests as we get closer to the season and throughout the season as well. Uh, Thanks for listening. As we say every time, if you could be so kind as to leave us a review and a rating uh, on the podcast, uh, wherever you're listening, uh, like us and follow us on social media. Uh, Until next time, it's goodbye for now.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.